Blog Talk Radio. The following is a Post Time with Mike and Mike production. And mark your date, the first Saturday in August, we have a race called the U.S. Pacing Championship. And he's charging hard on the outside. Check six and Yannick Cable with his third day. Check six in the Santa Cable Memorial. Hanover, Hanover leads by two lengths now. Here comes Charita, and Charita is drawing away with every stride. Devious man, Snowstorm Hanover, a slugfest here. Snowstorm Hanover in the Kentucky Futurity. And it's a, you know, a complete shocker going into the day. Beckham Z-Tam, Beckham Z-Tam, down by the seaside. Beckham Z-Tam wins the Breeders' Crown. J.L. Cruz coming on at 60-1. Oh, my God, you can't believe it. Tight finish coming here. Here we got a G. Ice Attraction. It's Ice Attraction. Ice Attraction pulls off the shocker in the Philly for journey. Welcome to the 2017 Post Time with Mike and Mike Award Show. I'm Mike Bozich, along with Mike Carter. Over the next few hours, you will hear the stories of the hardworking men and women of our sport. The stories best received by you the hardest racing fan many of you listening today took the time to vote not necessarily for the fastest horse or the horseman or horsewoman with the most wins but the ones that have made you happy to be a racing fan there are seven categories tonight horsewoman of the year in which we honor the female athletes and participants of harness racing these women and many others have broken the barriers of a male-dominated sport and continue to pave the way for the ones that will follow. The upset of the year, where we honor the giants of the racing world and the ones that defeat them, forever securing their moment in harness racing history. The innovator of the year, the trailblazers of the new millennium, the trendsetters of the sports tomorrow. The small stable of the year, the backbone of the Main Street, not Wall Street, of harness racing. The iron horse of the year, not the sharpest, the soundest, the richest, or the fastest, but amongst the toughest the sport has to offer. The race call of the year, capturing the sight and sound, narrating the perfect story that our equine athletes tell. And finally, the race fan of the year. Perhaps the most treasured segment of the harness racing community, the lifeblood. For without them, we die. Tonight isn't about the fastest times, the highest money earners, or the most royally bred. Tonight is about you. Tonight is the night you shine brighter than any star in our industry. Tonight, we are Harness Racing.
much. That dial is a little late in the evening, but you've got post time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America, the 2017 Post Time with Mike and Mike Award Show. And Mike, I tell you what, I got my pillow and my blanket, and I'm ready. Uh, ready, I'm ready for bed. <laughs> it's a little late for us, isn't it, man? Well, I'll tell you, it's 7 o'clock nowadays. seems like it's 10 or 11 o'clock, but this is the night that we wait for all season long. It's the 2017 Post Time with Mike and Mike Award Show, the third annual. We've got great categories. We've got great nominees. This is good stuff. Like You're not going to want us the next couple of hours or so. Well, listen, the next couple of hours is definitely uh, going to be a lot of fun. We had seven different categories, and for those of you who don't know how the uh, awards worked, uh, they were voted for and nominated by the fans of Harness Racing. We want to thank uh, over 800 of you who uh, took the time out of your busy schedules to uh, take a few minutes and uh, and uh, vote on our website, posttimewithmikeandmike.com, and we have the results. We got them at about 4.30 this afternoon, and I'll tell you what, Mike, it's, uh, it's going to be a good night of, uh, of award-giving, that's for sure. Yeah, it certainly is. You know what? We're not going to keep anybody waiting. We're going to get to a real quick timeout, and when we come back, it's going to be our first of seven awards tonight is the Innovator of the Year, presented by the United States Trotting Association, and that's coming up right after break on post time with mike and mike presented by bet america now at bet america every track is a bonus track earn rewards points for every wager you make on every track we also offer more points for all exotic wagers and don't forget about our weekly promos check our calendar to see how you can earn double points on featured tracks and races sign up for bet america today to start earning points and get up to a $400 bonus with our new 200% deposit match. See our website for reward point state restrictions. Here at The Stable, our mission is to provide fair market for owners of yearlings while giving investors the most informative way to purchase all of or part of a horse. The stable will cater to all budgets by having an open fractional buying market and a flat rate billing system. At the stable, we aim to minimize the risk in buying and maximize the benefit of selling. Visit thestable.ca or give Anthony McDonald a call at 519-400-4263. That's 519-400-4263. It's thestable.ca. Embroidery Unlimited is a premier provider of quality embroidery, screen printing, and promotional products. Our commitment to quality and pride in our work is second to none. We focus on quality and customer service. For all of your stable or business needs, Embroidery Unlimited is the number one provider in harness racing. Give Jim Winsky a call at 508-485-5522. That's 508-485-5522. Or visit them on the internet at EmbroideryUNL.com. That's EmbroideryUNL.com. Embroidery Unlimited. 
Are you interested in learning more about owning standard bred racehorses? Do you want to experience the excitement of driving a standard bred? Owning a racehorse is a once-in-a-lifetime experience and not as difficult as you may think. The United States Trotting Association wants to help make your ownership dreams a reality. Contact a member of the Ownership Concierge team by email at owners at ustrotting.com or by calling 877-800-8782, extension 5555. Hi, this is Mike Tanner, the Executive Vice President of the United States Trotting Association, and here's one final look at the nominees for the 2017 Post Time with Mike and Mike Innovator of the Year, presented by the USTA. Ryan Macedonio, Ryan Clements, Ken Terpenning, Chris Gooden, Adriano Sorella, and Anthony McDonald. Innovator of the Year Award is Anthony McDonald. And the winner of the 2017 Innovator of the Year Award presented by the United States Trotting Association is Chris Gooden. of the evening is the track photographer at the Meadows Racetrack and Casino, Chris Gooden. Chris joins us now. Chris, the Innovator of the Year, a new award. We had 14 people nominated. It was uh, divvied down to six, and uh, you take home the prize, my friend. How's it going? Oh, it's going well. I, I'm floored. I'm speechless. I don't even know what to say. It's... <laughs> <laughs> well, Chris, uh, Chris, this is, uh, you know, we, we've talked some uh, at the Jug. We've talked at, at the Meadows a few times, even at uh, Hoosier Park. But for those of you who, those people who may not know who you are, uh, kind of tell us uh, who you are and how you got into the uh, sport and uh, how you became the photographer at the Meadows. Oh, uh, I'm the track photographer at the Meadows, and I've been there now uh, going on. This is my 20th year. Um, it's been mine for the past 15. I worked there previously for the gentleman who was the track photographer before me. Um, I was just introduced to him by someone in my past and uh, started working for him. I was another photographer doing like youth sports and stuff like that at the time and uh, just kind of ended up there. <laughs> the rest is history, I guess. Chris Good and Mike Bozich here. Congratulations on your uh, USTA Innovator of the Year Award. Tell us a little bit about what's kind of behind what you do on social media. You do a different collage of pictures. You've done a drone before. You just do a lot of different things in the way of pictures. Tell us how that all came about. What gave you that idea? Well, I wanted to do something different than everybody else does. That's the way I've done my photography my whole life. Um, I don't want to be part of the norm. And I love our sport, so I wanted to be able to bring as many different angles and as many different ways that I could have photos and videos and uh, just to get people access to the side of the sport, like in the paddock, that they don't get to see every day. Um, it's just like a passion to me. I'm always paying attention to social media trends, paying attention to new equipment, uh, always just trying to find the next edge, the next thing to, to, to be able to keep our sport 
where it belongs in the forefront of everything. Well, Chris, uh, congratulations on winning the inaugural Innovator of the Year Award. Uh, we've got some hardware uh, coming to you. Uh, hang on one second. We're going to get uh, your address and a little bit of information from you, okay? Thank you. And I'd just like to – I mean, the people that I was up with, there are some amazing people on that list. You know, Ryan does a ton of stuff uh, video-wise as well, often pacing Ryan as well. I mean, that's a great video game. Ken, with all of the work that he does online, Adriano is just an unreal – just a great person to begin with. And then just the stuff that he does, uh, even if I say it now, my vote was for Anthony because what the stable does is it's just crazy. I mean, I'm so proud of what they do up there. You know, there are so many people that they're bringing into the industry right now. All right, Chris. Well, congratulations. And uh, we're actually uh, going to go over the vote totals here real quick. Mike, this was uh, probably our most uh, heated race thus far um, on uh, – you know, on Monday we were advised of a potential tie in this category. Uh, obviously, we didn't know who the, who it was, but then when we got the final results today, uh, it's obvious who it was. Um, uh, Chris Gooden with 138 votes, Anthony McDonald with 135, uh, Ryan Clements 128, uh, Ryan Macedonia with 92, Ken Turpenning with 85, and Adriana Sorella 45. This was probably the most heated contest of uh, the entire uh, voting period. Yeah, it certainly was. And what about the nominees that didn't make the final cut? Uh, ben Blum from Running Aces, our good friend there, the Landy family, uh, Raymond Lance, Rod Allums Jr., Jim Brown uh, from uh, Hoosier Park and Centaur, and uh, Sony slash Yonkers Raceway. I mean, everybody deserved this award that was nominated, and it's going to be a very, very um, – competitive award going forward. And I got to tell you what, Mike, it's definitely one of the most exciting awards because what can be more important than innovations in our sport going forward, things that could make our sport better, things that could make our sport more acceptable uh, by the everyday public that may not even know that harness racing exists. Hats off to each and every one of you that were nominated. You all deserve this award and special congratulations to Chris Gooden, the 2017 post time with Mike and Mike USTA innovator of the year. Congrats, Chris, a job well done. Definitely. And uh, Mike, we've got six more awards coming up. Uh, I'll tell you what, this is just the start of a big, big night uh, of harness racing awards. Uh, You know, we talked about it a little bit in the open. We're just trying to, you know, kind of highlight maybe people who don't normally get highlighted. Some of the horses that may not, you know, seem some of the spotlight. And I'll tell you what, uh, it's a big night. It's been a big night for the last couple of years, and I'm more than excited for the rest of the evening. No question about it. Well, let's uh, get back to our commercial breaks. Let's take a time out. When we come back, it's more on this third annual Post Time with Mike and Mike Awards show on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Back in a moment. Join us for the Kentucky Sire Stakes, a month-long series of preliminary races for two- and three-year-olds, Colts, Phillies, Pacers, and Trotters. Both two- and three-year-olds will be racing for three lanes at a $30,000 split guarantee. Series begins on Thursday, August 16, 2018, and culminates with $250,000 finals on Sunday, September 17, 2018. There's an estimated $4.5 million in overall purse money on the line. On the line. Also new in 2018, 
$50,000 consolation races, which will be held on Saturday, September 16th, 2018. For more information, visit khrc.ky.gov. That's khrc.ky.gov or call 888-KY-BRIDGE. Millstream Farm would like to congratulate all the Post Time with Mike and Mike award winners and nominees. Millstream has two locations. In the heart of the Garden State, New Jersey, Millstream Farm is a pristine 76-acre preserved horse heaven, and in the bluegrass region of Kentucky, Millstream has been breeding and raising standard breads for over 20 years. We would like to thank everyone who viewed, bid, and bought our yearlings at the 2017 Harrisburg Sale, and we look forward to seeing all of our graduates in the West. Circle. Catch the latest Millstream news and events on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or log on to MillstreamFarms.com. New Vocations Resource Adoption Program. Retrain, Rehab, Rehome. New Vocations focuses on adoption as the optimal solution for the large numbers of horses that leave the track each year. The program provides rehabilitation and transitional training to prepare the horses for a productive life beyond racing. Each horse is evaluated for temperament, soundness, and suitability to help ensure a successful adoptive match. New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program, celebrating 25 years and over 6,000 horses placed. Learn more at newvocations.org. This edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, Mike Carter alongside of Mike Bozich, and it is the 2017 third edition of the Post Time with Mike and Mike Awards uh, presented by Bet America. And if you just missed it, the innovator of the year goes to Mr. Chris Gooden. And we talked a little bit uh, before the break. Mike, Chris does a fantastic job with all the photos and things that he does for the sport of harness racing. But uh, obviously, this uh, this award was the most hotly contested. Um, award uh, so to speak and uh, not just in the voting but in the nominations as well we received tons of nominations and uh we appreciate everybody who sent them in along with a little bit of a bio about each person yeah certainly and i'll tell you another thing mike if you think about it if you go back to uh, photographers from days back and i know that technology has certainly played a big big key in it i mean now you've got the likes of ipads and just all kind of technology to make pictures better but if you go back to photographers track photographers of racetracks uh you know kind of even up to 5 10 15 20 years ago and what some of these photographers do now i mean uh you know chris good and i'll tell you another a uh, couple that comes to mind is uh, Nicole Marie and uh, Rob Thompson from Hawthorne. They just do an outstanding job of uh, doing drone shots, all kind of different camera angles. You know, you see a lot of that now starting to uh, come come to uh, come into play in social media on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. So it's just another way, I think, 
that uh, racing is starting to catch up, if not, you know, take advantage of the technology that's afforded, you know, to the sport of harness racing. And, and once again, hats off to Chris Goodwin. I'll tell you what, I just can't. And this is on a daily basis. It's not like Chris posts these photos just every now and again or only for big events, but he posts these pictures day in and day out of uh, pretty much each and every horse that wins a race and even get some great shots of horses that don't win races. I mean, just an outstanding job by uh, Chris Goodman and uh, once again, a very earned reward, the 2017 USTA Innovator of the Year. Definitely. Uh, I worked with Chris some uh, at the Little Brown Jug, and I tell you what, he's a uh, he's even worked with us a little bit, uh, trying to get us, uh, trying to help us figure out this uh, videography and stuff like that. So uh, the, uh, <laughs> yeah. interesting to work with. Well, we, uh, listen, Mike, we need all the help we can get. <laughs> that, that, that's right. It'll be interesting to see uh, what comes with working with him and guys like Ryan Macedonio, and uh, who uh, Ryan Macedonio, by the way, is on his way to Nashville. He's got us uh, turned on. And uh, he said he's got about three hours to go, so if we're a little long-winded, Ryan will be okay with it. Well, that's good. He's got that long drive there, and uh, another uh, one of the great innovators uh, of our time in the sport of harness racing uh, made a run at the USTA uh, presidency. And uh, I'll tell you what, hats off to Ryan. Hats off to all the innovators. I'll tell you what, they are truly all innovators of this sport and all deserve High, high credit. But uh, let me tell you something. This uh, this award's not going away. It's going to be uh, given year after year after year after year, and it's going to be a hotly contested category. No question about that. Mike, we're also going to talk about some of the usual awards. We're going to do that a little bit later on. They're starting to uh, kind of cycle out in daily press releases of the USTA, and, and we're going to talk about them as well. But our next award coming up, Mike, is the Larry Reinheimer Small Stable of the year award presented by Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. And Mike, this award is named after Larry Reinheimer, of course, of Freaky Feet Pain, uh, of Freaky Feet Fame, one of the greatest uh, guys, Mike, that we have come across uh, since doing this show. And what we're on a, what, about two and a half years now, two years we've been doing this program. And I'll tell you what, Larry has treated us top notch and top shelf. And, and uh, what a great guy. And I can't think of a better guy for this award to be named after. Definitely. Uh, this was an award that uh, Larry was proud to win uh, just a couple of short years ago. And uh, before his untimely death, uh, he came on the show numerous times. He loved working with us. And uh, hats off to the folks at Hoosier Park. Uh, we want to thank them specifically uh, for sponsoring this award for the second year in a row. I know Larry loved Hoosier Park Racing at Casino. And uh, Freaky Feet Pete continues to race on in the legacy of uh, Larry Reinheimer. Let's hear from Hoosier Park, then we're going to get to our small stable of the year award coming up next on Post Time with Mike and Mike. Thank you for being part of the 2017 Breeders' Crown at Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. Together, we witness the greatest harness racing athletes in the world buy for $6 million and solidify their place in Breeders' Crown history. We would like to offer our sincerest congratulations to the 2017 Breeders' Crown champions. Join us for the 2018 live harness racing season. 160 days of the country's best harness racing action. Visit HoosierPark.com for more information on the upcoming live racing season. Hi, this is Mary Jo Reinheimer, and here is one final look at the nominees for the 2017 Post Time with Mike and Mike Larry Reinheimer's Small Stable of the Year Award presented by Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. The Jamie McCumber Stables, Helen and Jeff Gregory Stable, Bill Crone Stable, 
Jackie Matheson Stable, Don McCurkin Stable, and the Andy Rickard Stable. The runner-up for the Small Stable of the Year Award is Helen and Jeff Gregory Stable. And the winner of the 2017 Larry Reinheimer Small Stable of the Year Award presented by Hoosier Park Racing and Casino is the Jamie McCumber Stables. All right, we've got our next award winner. It's trainer Jamie McCumber, and Jamie is uh, joining us from warm Florida. Listen, it's about two degrees up here in uh, Cleveland, Ohio, but uh, congratulations, Jamie. You've had one heck of a year, and congratulations on winning the small stable of the year. Oh, my gosh, I'm so excited. Thank you so much. I'm very honored. Jamie, Mike Bozich here. Listen, we uh, certainly appreciate all that you guys have done for us. And, and let's take you back to that very special day, obviously, uh, just a couple of short months ago where Beckham Zetam closed and crossed the line first in the Breeders' Crown. And I know we've talked about it before. We got your initial reaction uh, live on the uh, program back on Breeders' Crown Day. We got your reaction a couple of weeks later. Now it's been a couple of months. It's really had time to set in now. Uh, what are your thoughts? now looking back on that day uh, when Beckham Z-Tam kind of shocked the world? Um, You know what? I still kind of can't believe that it actually happened. Um, It's still a little bit unbelievable to me, but, you know, uh, I'm a lot more appreciative now, and, you know, I I don't have to pinch myself every day, maybe just once a month. (laughs) (laughs) Jamie, uh, talk. Obviously, uh, you had a big year uh, with a couple of your big horses in Indiana. You guys are now in Florida. Listen, I'm completely jealous of you guys uh, down there. You guys are enjoying the 80-degree weather uh, down there. But uh, what's the stable look like right now? You know, it's um, not too many racehorses. I think we're going to qualify a couple more this week, this coming weekend. So I would say we only have 10 racehorses right now. And uh, we brought some two- and three-year-olds in to train and a couple yearlings to train so uh, a little bit different for me I'm used to having all racehorses so this will be my first go around of having uh, 10 I I think there's probably six to train back all right all right well listen Listen, Jamie we certainly appreciate you joining us congratulations on winning the 2017 small stable of the year Larry Reinheimer small stable of the year presented by Hoosier Park Racing and Casino Jamie can you talk about uh, any interaction that you might have had with Larry over the past uh, couple of years or since your time at Hoosier Park absolutely Larry was an unbelievable man and uh, I was going to tell you it was an honor to hear Mary Jo uh, announce my name um I love that family every single one of them Larry uh was a little bit intimidating you know I trained Wild Wanda for him for a few years and um it was one of those things where he just here she'll be better with you she doesn't like the ship you know and uh there was never anything said he just showed up and watched a race every week and he either said good job or he said nothing and that was it you know so um the first time I had to call him with bad news it was, uh, I was scared to death. You know, I just look at Larry as this very intense, he's very nice, don't get me wrong, but 
now I got to call him. You know, his mare didn't win the open. His mare didn't win the open again. His mare didn't win the open again. But I got to call him and tell him that I got her scratched. And uh, <laughs> so I was really nervous. And uh, he did. He, all he said was okay. And then uh, he came and found me a week later. And he goes, everybody makes mistakes. Don't you be nervous to talk to me. <laughs> and uh, from there, you know, from there it was smooth sailing. So, um, and now, you know, we're just one happy, you know, one big family. And uh, I love those guys to death. You know, that's one thing. And, uh, Mike, I know you've noticed that uh, in covering a couple of races there at Hoosier Park, Park, how it all seems to be a family atmosphere uh, down there in uh, Anderson, Indiana. Uh, Great, great times. Great, great people. Always friendly people in Indiana. Of course, that's my home state. I'm friendly, even though I'm I'm from a couple of hours north of you guys, Jamie, up in uh, Gary, Indiana. Kind of like a different world up there in the Chicagoland area. But nonetheless, it's still Indiana. And uh, you got to be proud to be a Hoosier, right? I am. I am. I'm a Buckeye at heart still, but um, I've been in Indiana oh, for a long time, 18 years, hey, so, uh, uh, and uh, I'm oh, happy oh, to raise my kids there. <laughs> we got to know age here. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, awful. But um, I've yeah. been here a long time, and uh, I'm happy to raise my kids there and call it home. All right. Well, Mike Carter's going to uh, – we're going to put you on hold. Mike Carter's going to get some information from you, so don't go anywhere, Jamie. And uh, congratulations on your award victory. Thank you. All right. That was Jamie McCumber. She is the 2017 Larry Reinheimer Small Stable of the Year Award winner, presented by our good friends at Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. We've got plenty more left including more awards. We still have five more awards to give out. The next one is going to be the 2017 Horsewoman of the Year presented by Team J.C. Stable. That's coming up next and much, much more on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Millstream Farm would like to congratulate all the Post Time with Mike and Mike award winners and nominees. Millstream has two locations. In the heart of the Garden State, New Jersey, Millstream Farm is a pristine 76-acre preserved horse heaven. And in the bluegrass region of Kentucky, Millstream has been breeding and raising standard breads for over 20 years. We would like to thank everyone who viewed, bid, and bought our yearlings at the 2017 Harrisburg Sale. And we look forward to seeing all of our graduates in the Winner's Circle. Catch the latest Millstream news and events on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or log on to MillstreamFarms.com. Have you played Harness Racing's hottest new game? Often pacing allows you to build and manage a stable of horses, race at real-life racetracks, enlist real drivers, buy, sell, and claim horses, Start a breeding operation and breed a champion and compete against your friends in the entire Often Pacing community. Often Pacing is available at the Google Play Store and on the App Store. For more information, follow them on Twitter or on Facebook at Off and Pacing. Twelve championship races. The captain, not to be denied. One spectacular night. And Father Patrick got a coast home a champion here. Crown 2018 coming to the Downs at Mohegan Sun Pocono. Searching up the rail, modern legend there, foiled again, dead game, clear vision laid on the outside, Pet Rock on the inside, photo finish, foiled again as Pet Rock together, run 49 and 2.
Jonas, Christine, and the rest of Team J.C. Stables would like to congratulate all of the Post Time with Mike and Mike award winners and nominees. Trainer Jonas Cernison specializes in trotters, from conditioned horses to Grand Circuit superstars. Team J.C. is located conveniently in Allentown, New Jersey at White Birch Farm. Follow Team JC on Facebook, or for more information, email info at teamjc.net. Hi, this is Jennifer Starr, and here is one final look at the nominees for the 2017 Post Time with Mike and Mike Horsewoman of the Year Award, presented by Team J.C. Stable, Jackie Ingracia, Emily Gaskin, Jamie McCumber, Missy Rothfuss, Amy Holler, and Jessica Otten. The runner-up for the 2017 Horsewoman of the Year Award is Emily Gaskin. And the winner of the 2017 Horsewoman of the Year Award, presented by Team J.C. Stables, is Jamie McCumber. Holy moly, Jamie McCumber, Mike Carter, buzz it again. She's <laughs> Jamie, welcome back to the program. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you guys so much. Jamie is the 2017 Horsewoman of the Year presented by Team JC Stables. Jamie, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. What an honor. Listen, uh, Tell us, okay, so we saved a couple of questions for you, so we didn't we didn't uh, blow them all in the first go-around with you. But uh, for those people that don't know, tell us a little bit about how Jamie McCumber got started for those people that may not have heard our first go-around with you uh, a couple of months ago when we had you on the show. Tell us about how you got started in the, uh, the horse racing industry. Um, I was born into it. My mother and father trained horses in Ohio. And, uh, you know, I was the kid who did not like going to the barn, but I had to. So I grew up in the barn, but not because I wanted to. And uh, I swore I wasn't going to train horses. I went to Ohio University, got a business degree in marketing, and uh, thought I wanted to be in the marketing business. And then um, got a little bit bored with one of my jobs that I had and went back to the horses. And I trained for Ronnie Burke and you know, five horses turned into 10, 10 turned into 12, 12 to 15. And before you knew it, I had uh, 30 or 35 horses for Ronnie in Indiana. And um, at the age of 30, decided that I was going to make this my career. And uh, here I am. <laughs> Jamie, this is certainly, and I don't think it's any secret, this is certainly a male-dominated sport. And certainly more so as you go in the past, if you go back 15, 20, 25 years, especially when the sport was in its heyday, it was certainly more male dominated than, than it is now in, especially, I guess, in your early experiences, have you ever kind of had that barrier, that obstacle when trying to advance your career in harness racing? 
Um, you know what? I had an unbelievable uh, role model in my mother. My mother, um, she was at the barn every day. She groomed, she trained, and she drove all of our horses. So um, I, I learned really early that it was a male-dominated sport, but my mom was very tough, and um, she held her ground. So I learned to be a strong woman in this man's sport. Um, and, you know, each day I get more and more confident in what I do, and uh, that helps in the dominant, you know, the male-dominant sport. Well, Jamie, listen, you won two awards back-to-back, and uh, we got, we've, we've got one more surprise for you, and uh, I, promise we're done. I promise we're done after that. Go ahead, Mike. <laughs> no, you know that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on listen, one second, Jamie. If, 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 we ever, if, if we ever didn't agree that this was going to be a big night for the state of Indiana, then I guess we were all kidding ourselves with the great show that they put on in the Breeders' Crown, the great horses over the past couple of years that the state of Indiana has put out. And, Jamie, before we put you on hold and, and uh, get to commercial break, tell us a little bit about how much the expanded gaming has helped the state of Indiana because there were some years there where things didn't look all that rosy in the Hoosier State. Exactly, and it, we have been so fortunate to have the leaders that we do have in Indiana to get us to where we are, and uh, it's made for great racing. I think our racing is very, um, very uh, underappreciated, or not. You know, people don't understand how hard it is there, and um, the gaming has made that possible and offered such so much more for the breeders. The breeding program is getting better and better as the rest of the world is getting to experience some of our Indiana breads. All right. Well, Jamie, well, this time Mike is seriously going to get your address and all that good stuff for the awards. So hang on. Don't go anywhere. And uh, we'll be right back with you. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Jamie McCumber. And uh, (laughs) I don't want to tip anything, Mike, but she's not quite going anywhere yet. (laughs) No, no, she's not. And this might be the, again, without tipping anything, this might be the first time this has ever happened. So uh, we'll be right back. We've got the upset of the year, uh, upset of the year here on Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. It's coming right up here in just a second. Now at Bet America, every track is a bonus track. Earn rewards points for every wager you make on every track. We also offer more points for all exotic wagers. And don't forget about our weekly promos. Check our calendar to see how you can earn double points on featured tracks and races. Sign up for Bet America today to start earning points and get up to a $400 bonus with our new 200% deposit match. See our website for reward points, state restrictions. Thank you for being part of the 2017 Breeders' Crown at Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. Together, we witness the greatest harness racing athletes in the world buy for $6 million and solidify their place in Breeders' Crown history. We would like to offer our sincerest congratulations to the 2017 Breeders' Crown champions. Join us for the 2018 live harness racing season, 160 days of the country's best harness racing action. Visit HoosierPark.com for more information on the upcoming live racing season. Jonas, Christine, and the rest of Team J.C. Stables would like to congratulate all of the Post Time with Mike and Mike award winners and nominees. Trainer Jonas Cernison specializes in trotters, from conditioned horses to Grand Circuit superstars. Team J.C. is located conveniently in Allentown, New Jersey at White Birch Farm. 
Follow Team JC on Facebook, or for more information, email info at teamjc.net. Join us for the Kentucky Sire Stakes, a month-long series of preliminary races for two- and three-year-olds, Colts, Phillies, Pacers, and Trotters. Both two- and three-year-olds will be racing for three lanes at a $30,000 split guarantee. Series begins on Thursday, August 16, 2018, and culminates with $250,000 finals on Sunday, September 17, 2018. There's an estimated $4.5 million in overall purse money on the line. On the line. Also new in 2018, $50,000 consolation races, which will be held on Saturday, September 16, 2018. For more information, visit khrc.ky.gov. That's khrc.ky.gov or call 888-KY-BRIDS. This is Mike Bozich, along with Benjamin Bozich, and his one final look at the nominees for the 2017 Post-Time with Mike and Mike Upset of the Year Award. J.L. Cruz's win in the inaugural Spirit of Massachusetts at 60-1. Check Six's win in the Sam McKee Memorial at the Meadowlands. Ice Attraction defeating Ariana G in the Kentucky Philly Futurity. Jarita's victory over Hannah Lore Hanover in the Indiana Sire Stakes. Beckham Z-Tamp's stunning come-from-behind win of the Breeders' Crown. And Snowstorm Hanover's win in the second heat of the Kentucky Futurity at the Red Mile. The runner-up for the post-time with Mike and Mike Upset of the Year Award is... Check Six. And the winner of the 2017 post-time with Mike and Mike Upset of the Year Award is... Begosy Tam. All right. Well, Becca, Sam cleans up for the Jamie McCumber stables. And, Jamie, I promise we'll let you go after this one. Uh, but, Beckham Z. Tam, uh, this is the first time I think we've ever had the same award winner three times in uh, one night. Uh, congratulations. And uh, Beckham Z. Tam had one heck of a season. And uh, I'll tell you what, he raced extremely well in the Breeders' Crown. Thank you so much. I was thinking about it today. And, um, you know what? I. It's you know it's still just um, you know amazing that he won that. And then I thought you know what? Well, we prepped him for that. We gave him 20 days off. We qualified him rather than racing. And then we went into the Sire Stake final. And then you know we were prepping for the Breeders' Crown. So I'm like, he was getting ready for the Breeders' Crown that whole time. <laughs> Jamie McCumber still with us on this very special edition of First Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America, uh, with uh, her third straight award here on this program. Jamie, tell us a little bit about the horse, Beckham Z Tam. How did you guys get him? And tell us a little bit about the ownership. Uh, he's owned by Bill Master, you know, Z Tam Racing. And um, Wilbur broke Beckham as a two year old and trained him as a two year old. And Wilbur and I talked a couple years ago about him heading towards retirement. And that would mean that he just wanted to break babies, basically, and that I would take over all of the racehorses and racing all the horses. So uh, we went ahead and moved forward with that plan this year. And Beckham was part of the package. 
and obviously uh, all good things must come to an end. But uh, nonetheless, uh, Beckham Z. Tam is turning four. Tell us a little bit about uh, what the future holds for uh, the pacing superstar. Um, yeah, we're going to try to give him a, a bigger schedule this year than we did this past year. We wanted to um, not take him out of the state of Indiana, and it just so happened that a lot of the stakes were right there at our home track, so that helped a lot. Um, we're going to try and get him on the road a little bit this year and uh, see how he campaigns with the big boys. All right. Well, when I said all good things come to an end, Jamie, I didn't mean the horse. I meant your time on the show. You've already been on the show for a half hour now. So. <laughs> so take your awards and get the heck out of here <laughs> well I cannot thank you guys enough and uh, I love what you do for our sport and I know the rest of our industry does so please keep up the good work and if there's anything uh, we as horsemen could do please let us know all right, Jamie, well, we certainly appreciate it. Congratulations. Just good, good stuff. Great, great year. And uh, it's good to see good people do well. Right, Mike Carter? That, that's the truth. And, uh, Jamie, listen, we'll have all three plaques out. I got your uh, information here. We'll have all three uh, sent to you here very soon, okay? Okay, thank you. And congratulations. Oh, man, you cut her off. You cut her off. Well, well, her I time limit her expired. Congr- we can't have we, somebody can't be on the show longer than thirty minutes. I, I believe her congratulations was uh, for my nomination uh, for the uh, Dan Patch Breakthrough of the Year. So uh, I know I listen, cut her. Listen, I know I cut her off for a great reason. That, that's right. This is the first <laughs> time I think, Mike, uh, that this has ever happened in the uh, three years we've done been doing this award show, um, where the same connections have won. Uh, have won the uh, the awards back to back to back like that. And uh, listen, I'll tell you what, it's very well deserved um, by the Jamie McCumber stable. Uh, the uh, vote totals um, in the categories, uh, she won by a ton in one and, you know, not so many in the other. But I'll tell you what, Mike, it, the, the categories uh, for Horseman of the Year, Upset of the Year, and Small Stable of the Year were heavily, heavily voted. And uh, we'll go over those totals here in just a second. All right, sounds good. Well, once again, congratulations to Jamie McComber. She takes uh, three awards on this very special awards edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. She takes the Larry Reinheimer Small Stable of the Year Award. She takes the Horsewoman of the Year, and she takes the Upset Award of the Year. And we still have more awards to go here on this very special edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Once again, we certainly appreciate each and every one of you joining us on this special edition. It's our third annual award show. And uh, once again, for those of you listening that may be tuning in here for the first time, we do this thing every Thursday. Uh, 7 o'clock is not our usual time slot. Usually it's 1030 uh, in the morning. So, um, you know, just uh, don't get uh, confused by the 7 o'clock time slot because, uh, once again, it's just kind of uh, it's kind of uh, late for us. But usually we're on each and every Thursday at the 1030 a.m. And we urge each and every one of you to join us next Thursday for our very special year in review show. We did it last year to, uh, you know, kind of a lot of fanfare. So, once again, by popular demand, we're going to do that once again. We're going to take a very quick time out. It's much more left on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. Back in a moment. Now at Bet America, every track is a bonus track. Earn rewards points for every wager you make on every track. We also offer more points for all exotic wagers. And don't forget about our weekly promos. Check our calendar to see how you can earn double points on featured tracks and races. Sign up for Bet America today. 
to start earning points and get up to a $400 bonus with our new 200% deposit match. See our website for reward point state restrictions. Here at The Stable, our mission is to provide fair market for owners of yearlings while giving investors the most informative way to purchase all of or part of a horse. The Stable will cater to all budgets by having an open fractional buying market and a flat rate billing system. At The Stable, we aim to minimize the risk in buying and maximize the benefit of selling. Visit thestable.ca or give Anthony McDonald a call at 519-400-4263. That's 519-400-4263. It's thestable.ca. Back on post time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Mike Bozich, along with Mike Carter. It's our 2017 post time with Mike and Mike Award Show. And Mike, we've got so wrapped up uh, with Jamie McCumber <laughs> that we did not give the vote totals for the last three awards. So, without further ado, Mike, if you want to fire away. All right. The uh, Horsewoman of the Year, Missy Rothfuss, received 84 votes. Jamie McCumber, the winner, 142 votes. Jackie and Gracia, 77 votes. Emily Gaskin, 123 votes. Jessica Otten, our own Jessica Otten, 81 votes. And Amy Holler, 113 votes uh, for a total of 620 responses. Um, the small stable of the year presented by Hoosier Park, Bill Crone, with 62. Uh, we did have a tie for second between Andy Ricker and Jeff and Helene Gregory uh, at 118 votes. Jackie Matheson, the Maritime Trainer, at 38 votes. Uh, Jamie McCumber, 227 votes, and Don McCurgan, 54 votes. And then the upset of the year, uh, J.L. Cruz at 70 votes, Check 6 at 97, Ice Attraction at 47, Charita and Indiana Sire Stakes Final at 55, Beckham Z. Tam, a big showing here, 244 votes, and Snowstorm Hanover, 87 votes, Mike. So uh, uh, a couple of big, big scores there uh, by the uh, Indiana Stables and uh, Indiana Breads. All right. Our next award coming up on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America is the Foiled Again Iron Horse of the Year Award presented by our good friends at Off and Pacing. Once again, if you don't have the Off and Pacing app, what are you waiting for? It's uh, Harness Racing's uh, hottest thing, uh, by the way. So uh, check it out. Off and pacing. Make sure you get that app from the App Store right away. But before we get into the uh, actual award, we uh, had a chance to reflect a little bit on Foiled again, the ultimate war horse. Take a listen. <laughs> Foiled again, the richest horse in North America, the richest horse ever to race. You know, one thing about Foiled again is you're never going to see another one quite like Foiled again. Not in our lifetimes, anyway. Foiled again. Take a good look at Foiled again. You'll never see another one like him. I've watched a lot of racehorses race, and Foiled again has got to be by far the toughest racehorse I've ever seen. Foiled again has fended off war. We need it now. Kicks clear by two. Modern legend coming on late. Look at this performance by Foiled again. Receiver is coming back. Captain Fletcher is on the outside. Foiled again. Golden receiver up the rail. Foiled again. 
Fifth of a mile for Foiled again, who's in front. Foiled again, followed home by Better Sweet and a Tokyo. Foiled again, a triple for Yannick Kingra. It's Foiled again. Raffle Dazzle on the upside. It's Foiled again as the upper hand. It's Deep Scratch. It's Foiled again to win. You know, as Foiled again approaches his 100th victory, I just can't help but to reflect back over the last, gosh, probably four, five, six years, all the naysayers continuing to say Foiled again's done, Foiled again needs to retire. And even though over the last year or so, Foiled again is not bigger and better than ever, he's certainly better than most, even on his worst day. Hi, this is Joe Corey from the JJK Stables, and here is one final look at the nominees for the 2017 Post Time with Mike and Mike. Spoiled again, Iron Horse of the Year, presented by Often Pacing. Tough Love, Quicksilver Candy A, Captain Primo, Hello Carlo, Spunky Vic, West Key. The runner up for the Iron Horse of the Year Award is. Quicksilver Candy A. And the winner of the 2017 Foiled Again Iron Horse of the Year Award, presented by Austin Pacing, is Captain Primo. And Captain Primo is the 2017 Foiled Again Iron Horse Award of the Year presented by Often Pacing. Mike Bozich along with Mike Carter. And right now we're joined by Anneli Swenson. Anneli, welcome to the program and congratulations on this award. Oh, thank you so much, guys. Uh, this is uh, to be mentioned in the same sentence as Foiled Again is an honor beyond, uh, beyond all honors. And uh, I'm crying now because uh, I'm so proud of my horse. Uh, he's always been my champion. But um, for him to be acknowledged uh, for such an award uh, is just amazing. Thank you so now, much. Now, Nellie, we know uh, Captain Primo is no longer with us, of course, Steve. Uh, passed away, but let's talk about Captain Primo's uh, youth a little bit. Tell us a little bit about the younger days of the horse, uh, how you got involved with him. Yeah, um, we bred him. Uh, we owned the mare, and he was our second foal, and he's the only uh, foal that we ever saw that was born, and uh, my daughter, she was only nine at the time, but she... Um, she cut the umbilical cord, and he saw us as soon as he came out. And it, I think he he felt like he was part of our family the whole time. And uh, then uh, when we started training him, um, he was a little foot sore from the b- very beginning. And uh, we tried to qualify him as a two-year-old, but uh, he was making breaks. 
And uh, so a friend uh, of ours from Canada, his name is Pierre Beauvais, uh, he was racing at the Meadowlands uh, before Christmas time, and uh, he said that he could bring the horse um, to Canada and turn him out in the snow. So that's what we did. But, uh, what uh, my husband and I didn't know was that um, the horse didn't want to be turned out because he had so much energy, and Pierre started training him, and before we knew it, he uh, he was ready to qualify, and uh, he started out by winning three, uh, three straight wins up in Montreal. Now, Anelli, uh, obviously, uh, he he raced for 13 years of his career. What is it like to keep a horse uh, keep a horse going for that long? Um, we know that the great foiled again. Uh, if you talk to Ron Burke and his connections, they say he doesn't like to sit around. He doesn't like you know not racing. Uh, was it the same kind of thing for Captain Primo? He just loved to race. Yeah, he loved to race, and uh, and he didn't do much during the week for the past uh, four or five years. He was turned out in the field, but when we loaded him up to go to race every week, he just loved it, and he uh, showed off uh, during the warm-ups, and he looked, he uh, he he was bucking on the track, and, you know, people came down to the track just to w- watch him warm up sometimes, because he was putting on a show every time. And Ellie, this is uh, your first time here on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, and I, you know, a lot of people may not know who you are, your involvement uh, in the sport of harness racing. You were Connie. Tell us a little bit about you guys. How did you guys get your start in the sport of harness racing? And give us some highlights, some of the things you remember uh, is uh, going through the years of your career. Yeah, I started off working. Um... Uh, with horses in Sweden uh, as a 12-year-old. I, I went to the Solvalla racetrack uh, right after school every day and all the weekends. And then uh, I took care of a horse that uh, was by uh, Speedy Crown, and I was a little curious about the American horses. So uh, when I was 20, I came over here um, to work for Continental Farms. And then the following year, I worked for um, uh, Team Nordin, and uh, that's where I met my husband, Connie, and he's a horseshoer. Um, He's also from Sweden. And then we worked um, uh, with, um, when uh, when Team Nordin went to Italy, um, we stayed in New Jersey to work with uh, Per Henriksen. And then uh, Connie got a job uh, working for Jimmy Tactor, and he's been with Jimmy Tactor for nearly 25 years now, I think. So he's chewing. Right. Well, uh, he was training yeah. for Jimmy for a while, and now he's just chewing. Yeah. So, who else? Uh, who do we have racing right now at the present? What was that? What? Who do we? Do we have anybody racing right now at the present time? No, we don't have any other horse. We had. Um, we had Captain, he was our only racehorse. We had a brother to him before him, but he broke down as a four-year-old, so he's in our backyard. Um, so we uh, we just had Captain, and he was so much fun to be around. He, he had a great personality, and uh, we just loved taking him to the races. It was like when you take a kid to to do a sport or something, and you're watching you know, we of course we were nervous about him, you know, uh, getting hurt or something on the track. But he was such a strong and powerful horse, and we were really hoping that we were gonna 
uh, be able to keep him uh, for a long uh, for a long time. All right. Well, listen, Anelli, we certainly appreciate you joining us. Don't go anywhere. We're going to put you on hold. Mike Carter is going to uh, get some information so we can send you some hardware and send you uh, Captain Primo's award. Congratulations on the Captain Primo, the foiled again Iron Horse Award winner presented by Often Pacing. Thanks, Anelli. Hold on, okay? Thank you so much, and congratulations to Jamie. All right. That was uh, Anneli Swenson. I'm uh, going to put her on hold for just a minute. Mike Carter is going to get some uh, of the information there to send her some hardware. But how about the career of Captain Primo? And, Mike, we talked about it. I think we kind of alluded on it in the very beginning, right in the open, uh, where, you know, these awards aren't necessarily for the highest money earners, not necessarily for the fastest horses, but uh, certainly for the hardworking uh, horses that you see in this sport. And Captain Primo, I think, fits that bill. Mike, 47 wins, 30 seconds, 30 thirds, 271 starts, just under $400,000 in career earnings, a mark of 53-1 and one, uh, on uh, at the Meadowlands, uh, setting that at age six, 13-year-old trotter. How about that, Mike? Yeah, definitely. Uh, a little under uh, $400,000 made. And I'll tell you what, the Connections uh, did a fantastic job uh, with uh, keeping him going and uh, brought the uh, brought the Connections uh, a lot of joy uh, from the talkings of uh, Anneli Swenson. So uh, congratulations and uh, our condolences uh, to the uh, to the Connections of Captain Primo, um, who uh, passed away, uh, unfortunately, uh, not too long ago. All right, certainly. Just a couple of more awards left to give away on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. We're going to take a little bit uh, of a break from the awards, Mike, because we have some Ushra awards to talk about. So we're going to talk a little bit about that in case uh, those of you have missed it. Uh, about last three or four days, there have been uh, press clippings uh, primarily on ustrotting.com. Uh, some of the award winners starting to leak. We'll talk about those and much more. Next on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America, it's the awards edition. Back in a flash. Millstream Farm would like to congratulate all the Post Time with Mike and Mike award winners and nominees. Millstream has two locations. In the heart of the Garden State, New Jersey, Millstream Farm is a pristine 76-acre preserved horse heaven. And in the bluegrass region of Kentucky, Millstream has been breeding and raising standardbreds for over 20 years. We would like to thank everyone who viewed, bid, and bought our yearlings at the 2017 Harrisburg Sale. And we look forward to seeing all of our graduates in the Winner's Circle. Catch the latest Millstream news and events on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or log on to MillstreamFarms.com. New Vocations Resource Adoption Program. Retrain, rehab, rehome. New Vocations focuses on adoption as the optimal solution for the large numbers of horses that leave the track each year. The program provides rehabilitation and transitional training to prepare the horses for a productive life beyond racing. Each horse is evaluated for temperament, soundness, and suitability to help ensure a successful adoptive match. New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program, celebrating 25 years and over 6,000 horses placed. Learn more at newvocations.org. 12 championship races. The captain, not to be denied. 
one spectacular night. And Father Patrick and a Coastal champion here. Breeders' Crown 2018 coming to the Downs at Mohegan Sun Pocono. Pitching up the rail, modern legend there, foiled again, dead game, clear vision laid on the outside, Pit Rock on the inside, photo finish, foiled again, and Pit Rock together, run 49 and 2. Have you played Harness Racing's hottest new game? Often Pacing allows you to build and manage a stable of horses. Race at real-life racetracks, enlist real drivers, buy, sell, and claim horses, start a breeding operation and breed a champion, and compete against your friends in the entire Often Pacing community. Often Pacing is available at the Google Play Store and on the App Store. For more information, follow them on Twitter or on Facebook at Off and Pacing. We're back on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. It is the 2017 Post Time with Mike and Mike Awards. I have Mike Bozich along with an Ushua Breakthrough Award nominee, Mr. Mike Carter. And uh, Mike, first of all, before we get into the uh, the press clipping starting to come out about some of the award winners on USTrotting.com, we got another batch today with uh, driver Yannick Shingra, Hanover Shoe Farms winning another award. Boy, how what a staple of harness racing Hanover Shoe Farms has been. High sobriety, uh, also honored uh, as far as uh, Broodmare is concerned. But Mike, you are uh, a nominee. And uh, we've talked a little bit about this over the uh, last week or so. We've had three different segments of the three Breakthrough Award uh, nominees, Ray Catolo, Ryan Macedonio, and Mike Carter. Kind of locked you guys up in a room and made you guys hash it out a little <laughs> bit for an hour. And we carved it up into 20-minute segments, each 20-minute segment on a particular show. So, Mike, I'm going to turn it on you a little bit while we have a few minutes. Let's... Let me ask you, first of all, what the heck was it like to be on the phone with them two guys for for uh, an hour? <laughs> Listen, it was a, a lot of fun and a lot of laughs, that's for sure. Uh, you you might need a a couple of drinks or two. No, I'm kidding when I say that. They, these guys were, uh, you know, a couple of young guns in the sport, and uh, Ryan Macedonia is probably laughing right now that I said that. But, uh, you know, sitting around just kind of chit-chatting with these guys, we talked a little bit on and off the air. Uh, I think in all in all, it was about an hour and a half to two hour kind of thing. And, you know, we, we were just kind of discussing back and forth, you know, things that maybe the sport of harness racing needs, uh, you know, things that uh, places we've been. I know uh, Ryan Macedonio uh, was kind of showing off his collection of media passes to the pre Um and just where the sport of harness racing is kind of going in our eyes and where we see ourselves in the next few years. And uh, it, it was fun to kind of just sit down and talk and joke a little bit. And uh, for those of you who heard our segment last week or uh, didn't hear it, if you didn't hear it, go back. Uh, North American Harness Update last Friday, Trotcast on Monday, and then last Thursday, uh, was the third edition on post time with Mike and Mike. And I got to tell you, it was a, it was a lot of fun. And uh, I think we might do it again sometime. 
and they're all archived. So like uh, Mike just said, if you oh, yeah. missed any one of them, you can go back. I know um, uh, North American Harness Update archives their shows on YouTube. You can go to trotcast.com to pick up Ryan's stuff, and of course right here on Post Time with the Mike and Mike.com to go back as far as you want to in the archives. That aired last week. Um, but one of the themes, Mike, that you guys talked about, one kind of one of the continuing themes, and I know you guys in that course – uh, of the hour, which was three separate interviews, you guys obviously went a lot of different ways and talked about a lot of different subjects. But one of the recurring themes that you guys talked about that you guys always came back to was where is the sport of harness racing going to be 5, 10, 15, 20 years from now? The future of the sport of harness racing, how important uh, it is to get the word out that the sport of harness racing does exist. A lot of people have different ideas. Obviously Ray's got his ideas and that's coming from a younger guy. I mean, Ray's, Ray's only 18, right? Yeah. He's uh, 18, I believe. Yeah. Okay. Ryan is, I think 31 or 32 and, and uh, you're right around 30, right? 30 or 31. And you've got a birthday coming up by the way. Hey, let's not talk about the birthday. Okay. Let's not, let's not talk about that. <laughs> Not one day. Actually, okay? Ushua Committee, Mike Carter's actually 45. So if he doesn't yeah, want to support, right. you may want to do a, a thorough investigation. No, no, no. Right. In all seriousness, but you guys talked about where harness racing is going to be uh, in the next 10, 15, to 20 years and the importance of getting the word out of the sport of harness racing. Now, was that something that you guys planned on, or is that something that it just kept going to because of its importance? It was just something we kind of kept going to. Um, we, we, one thing we did when we planned out this thing was we kind of had no plan at all. Um, we just kind of wanted to see where the conversations took us, and uh, I think it just kind of gravitated towards that a little bit. And uh, it, it created some good conversation, uh, some positive conversation in uh, most aspects, and that's what made it a, kind of a productive talk was that it was so positive. Now, Mike, uh, you being a part of a internet radio show you a majority of the time as a matter of fact 99 percent of the time are sitting in the interviewer's chair interviewing people about their horses interviewing you know people about themselves and their career uh very rarely on rare occasions do you actually get interviewed and i'm not going to give you a full-blown interview uh right now <laughs> but you know I, I i do think that people need to hear where your beginnings came from, how you got involved in the sport of harness racing. We got a few extra minutes, so Mike wants to tell us. Oh, you're going to put me on the spot here, and uh, I'm going to put you right on the from, spot. Uh, take take me away from my social Mike, media. You're a, duties, you're a, but... Mike, you're a guest on your own show. <laughs> well, listen, uh, I, I kind of got started uh, with uh, with my dad. I went to the racetrack with him and my grandfather when I was uh, probably about three or four years old, and. Uh, I used to come home from the racetrack and uh, I would look at the TV and kind of mumble. I think my parents thought I was crazy. Um, but uh, I guess my dad and uh, my parents thought that that was, uh, I guess, the start of my race calling career was mumbling at the TV. And um, when I was about 14 or 15, I was, you know, took a real interest in the uh, announcers um, at the Meadowlands. Uh, of course, the late Sam McKee, Ken Warkenden. Um, Ken Middleton, uh, Rose Cross announcer, Pete Medhurst. And I just started kind of calling races off the TV, just kind of seeing where it was going to go. And then I would start going to Colonial Downs, which is about 45 minutes from uh, my home in Richmond, Virginia. 
I would go practice there, and then uh, it kind of just took off from there. Uh, Daryl Wood, the announcer at Colonial Downs, kind of helped me get my start. But uh, the one person I guess I have to credit the most uh, would have to be Pete Medhurst uh, from Rosecroft Raceway. Uh, he got he helped get me my first job. Um, Actually, my first two jobs, he helped me get the job at the Shenandoah County Fair, and he was a big part of me getting the job at Buffalo Raceway uh, a few short years ago, and uh, I will forever be grateful for him for that. And uh, then a couple years later, uh, I was filling in Northfield Park, and uh, they offered me a job I couldn't refuse, and here I am today uh, out here at Northfield Park and uh, loving life right now, and uh, just kind of have to wait and see where things take us. That's beautiful. Good stuff. And I know you're kind of like me. You're not really a big awards guy. I don't think a lot of horsemen, a lot of people involved in this industry aren't really big awards uh, guys and gals. I mean, they want to go to work, get up in the morning, go to work, take care of their horses, take care of whatever business they want to. And at the end of the day, uh, and it's a long day and it's a short night. They just want to get up and, and do it again. So there's certainly that love of the sport, love of the industry, I think, more so in this industry than a lot of others. But with that being said, I have to ask, I have to ask you, what's it feel like to be nominated for, for an award like that? Nerve-wracking. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I don't know. Uh, when, when, I, when the nominations uh, came – actually, the nominations came down – for those of you who don't know, uh, they came down the same day we had our Post Time with Mike and Mike Awards nomination show. And uh, our friend Melissa Keith uh, from Ushua, Canada, she, uh, she put it out there. I mean, as we were signing off the air, we didn't even have a ch- – I didn't even see the tweet or else we would have probably talked about it for a second on the show. And uh, I just – I kind of froze. Um, I, uh, I texted uh, my fiancé and told her, and I, I said, you know, I can't believe that I'm even considered uh, for this thing. Um, you know, we have our radio show each and every week, but, you know, you, you, you go around and you wonder if people notice – you know, notice what you're doing or notice what you're trying to do or, you know, notice what you're trying to accomplish. And through all the negative avenues, one thing we've uh, stuck with here on Mike and Mike, even through all the negative comments or publicity we may get about, you know, X, Y, Z, we don't ask some of the hard questions, what have you. There's enough positivity on this show and we've kept it that way. Um, and I think, Mike, you reiterated that in the open. Um, tonight is about the harness racing fan, and uh, we, we commit to our promise each and every week that we'll positively promote the sport of harness racing. And I got to tell you, man, uh, that, that's, a, uh, that's a thing that we will stick to uh, forever and for always. Yeah, and I mean, no matter what you do, Mike, you're going to have the naysayers. I mean, you know what, to be quite honest with you, if I listened to all my naysayers, I would never be announcing races right now. I know if you listen to your naysayers, you would never be where you are right now. And listen, if we listened to all our naysayers, this show wouldn't be on the air right now two years and running. So, you know, I mean, take constructive criticism where it's due, but certainly have to be able to draw that fine line when there's constructive criticism and when there's just animosity you know you have to draw that line and you have to know where you know each and every uh somebody that says that is coming from and i think that's an important part of of uh, you know going through life and trying to be a success but nonetheless mike uh you're on the cusp of award uh, of an award let's talk about perhaps uh people that have already gotten their awards some great 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 award winners and mike we're going to start off with the stan bergstein proximity award Hoosier Park Racing and Casino, uh, Centaur Gaming. What a show they put on in the uh, 2016 edition of the Breeders' Crown. Mike, you had a chance to see that firsthand. 
listen, there was uh, five or six of us there working that night or those two nights, and it was cold. It was rainy. It was gross. And let me tell you something. The folks at Hoosier Park, Mike, didn't give up. They all had smiles on their faces. None of them looked stressed out. You know, I I think Emily Gaskin was running about 100 miles an hour in her her heels that she was wearing. And I'll tell you what, they never, ever stopped. It was all customer-based, and they uh, they completely and totally deserve this usual award, that's for sure. And then we talk about the great season that trainer Brian Brown has had, trainer of the year, uh, two of the great three-year-olds going head-to-head down by the seaside and fear the dragon all year long. They really provided a lot of us some great, great entertainment throughout the 2017 year, Mike. Yeah, I agree with that, uh, you know, down by the seaside and fear the dragon. I got to see these two go at it firsthand in the Carl Milstein Memorial at Northfield Park where fear the dragon just got caught at the light by down by the seaside. And it was one of the epic battles that we saw all year long. Uh, in fact, that race call um, is nominated uh, this year for a Sam McKee Race Call of the Year uh, Award uh, coming up here in just a little bit. And I got to tell you, man, it, it was a lot of fun to watch that all you know, week in and week out. Obviously, uh, Fear the Dragon uh, was sidelined a little bit uh, there towards the end of the season. But how about down by the seaside, rebounding off of a tough Breeders' Crown loss to Beckham Z-Tam and then coming back to uh, to score some victories towards the end of the season? Of course, Brian Brown was also voted the Good Guy Award uh, by the U.S. Riders Association. I thought the U.S. Harness Riders Association, I thought that was tremendous. Brian, I'll tell you what, Brian, he's never said no to anything we've ever asked him. He's always been really good with the harness racing media, so uh, definitely an award well-deserved. And how about Emerald Highlands Farms, Bruce Trojan, owner of the year, another great, great guy. Congratulations to him. Yannick Jingra, driver of the year, Mike. I would say that uh, that's certainly a uh, well-earned. Yeah, I, I would agree with that statement. Uh, Aaron Merriman uh, scored uh, over 1,000 victories this season. Actually, that's where my vote went um, when, he, uh, when he hit the over 1,000 mark. So congratulations to Yannick. Uh, well-deserved, that's for sure. It's nothing taken away from Yannick at all. That was a tough battle for me. Yeah, and high sobriety, the trotting broodmare of the year. Congratulations uh, to her. And how about Hanover Shoe Farm Breeders of the Year? And I'll tell you what, you talk about staples. You talk about entities that have been around for a long, long time in the sport of harness racing, one of the foundations of the sport of harness racing. I think Hanover Shoe Farms fits that bill. Oh, I completely agree with that statement. Uh, they won the Broodmare uh, Award as well, and I believe the Broodmare right. was the was the mother of Hannah Lore Hanover, who has done right. some fantastic things this season. Uh, you watch Murray Brown on Facebook, and he posts some of the stats from Hanover Shoe Farms. It's unbelievable how good their racehorses are doing, uh, horses they have bred. So congratulations to Murray Brown and those guys, uh, Russell Williams, the USTA president. They do a fantastic job, and there's a reason they're number one. All right, so congratulations to all the award winners on next week's program, our year-in-review show. We'll kind of recap uh, all the Ushua award winners or the ones that we know. There's going to be a lot of them that we don't know that are actually going to be announced at the event coming up uh, in Florida uh, on or in February, uh, coming up in the beautiful sunshine of uh, Florida. When we come back, we're going to have more awards, just a couple more left. You've got Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. 
Are you interested in learning more about owning standard bred racehorses? Do you want to experience the excitement of driving a standard bred? Owning a racehorse is a once-in-a-lifetime experience and not as difficult as you may think. The United States Trotting Association wants to help make your ownership dreams a reality. Contact a member of the Ownership Concierge team by email at owners at ustrotting.com or by calling 877-800-8782, extension 5555. Embroidery Unlimited is a premier provider of quality embroidery, screen printing, and promotional products. Our commitment to quality and pride in our work is second to none. We focus on quality and customer service. For all of your stable or business needs, Embroidery Unlimited is the number one provider in harness racing. Give Jim Winsky a call at 508-485-5522. That's 508-485-5522. Or visit them on the internet at EmbroideryUNL.com. That's EmbroideryUNL.com. Embroidery Unlimited. Join us for the Kentucky Sire Stakes, a month-long series of preliminary races for two- and three-year-olds, Colts, Phillies, Pacers, and Trotters. Both two- and three-year-olds will be racing for three lanes at a $30,000 split guarantee. Series begins on Thursday, August 16, 2018, and culminates with $250,000 finals on Sunday, September 17, 2018. There's an estimated $4.5 million in overall purse money on on the, line. on the line. Also new in 2018, $50,000 consolation races, which will be held on Saturday, September 16th, 2018. For more information, visit khrc.ky.gov. That's khrc.ky.gov or call 888-KY-BRIDS. This is Jason Settemore, and here's one final look at the nominees for the 2017 Post Time with Mike and Mike, Sam McKee, Race Call of the Year, presented by the Kentucky Sire Stakes. First up is Jim Baviglia's Call of the Ben Franklin from Pocono Downs. Ayers Ratliff's Call of the Carl Milstein Memorial from Northfield Park. Steve's Cross, Call of the Breeders' Crown, three-year-old Pace from Hoosier Park. Joe Zambito's Call of the Great Foiled Again, winning an invitational at Batavia. Barry Vitroy's Call of the Jim Ewart Memorial from Saudadown. And Pete Bendhurst's Call of the Potomac Pace from Rosecroft Raceway. The runner-up for the Race Call of the Year is none other than Ayers Ratliff. And the winner of the 2017 Sam McKee Call of the Year presented by the Kentucky Sire Stakes is my friend from Hoosier Park, Steve Cross. Beckham Z-Tab, Beckham Z-Tab, down by the seaside, Beckham Z-Tab with the Breeders' Crown. All right, Steve Cross, the winner of the 2017 Sam McKee Race Call of the Year Award. Uh, this is the first year this uh, award is named after the late Sam McKee. And Steve Cross, how are you, my friend? Uh, Beckham Z-Tam uh, obviously uh, proved big over down by the seaside that night and uh, what turned out to be one of the most epic calls of the 2017 season. 
Well, thank you very much. Uh, good to be uh, good to be chatting with you guys this evening. Uh, yeah, Beckham Zetam uh, stepped up in a big kind of a way and uh, did the Indiana program proud. Steve, Mike Bozich here. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us how you got started in the sport of harness racing. Well, it's ironic. Uh, the um, uh, the award here, named after the the, uh, the late Sam McKee. Sam was uh, a uh, personal friend of mine, in fact, uh, my mentor, and uh, really got the ball rolling for me back in uh, Raceway Park, 1989, and uh, uh, Mr. McKee uh, um, helped me get started there at at Raceway as, uh, well, Sam went to DRC in Detroit to do the thoroughbreds and uh, gave me a call one late one night in uh, January, I believe it was, maybe it was February, and and uh, said there's an opening at Raceway and, and uh, was able to pull some strings and uh, get me started at, uh, at Toledo. And I guess the rest is history. Now, Steve, obviously uh, this was your first uh, Breeders' Crown. You've got to call some pretty big races uh, leading up into uh, the Breeders' Crown. What was it like to kind of be the uh, the narrator of all those races? Obviously, uh, the uh, state of Indiana had a huge night and a huge following on uh, both Friday and Saturday. I think we talked a little bit on Saturday night, and it was just kind of one of those moments where we, you know, looking back at it was just unbelievable at some of the performances that we uh, got to see. Well, it was certainly a night to remember, a weekend to remember for that matter. And, uh, yeah, it was uh, exciting and, and quite an honor to uh, to be able to call the uh, the Breeders' Crown action for the very first time, uh, very first time at Hoosier Park as well. So uh, management at Hoosier uh, pulled out all the stops, and, and I thought they uh, they uh, presented a uh, – a great uh, a great weekend of racing for for harness harness action and uh i was just uh, i guess uh, along for the ride and and was thrilled to uh thrilled to call the action Steve, I know that a lot of announcers have kind of their different ways of memorizing their different comfort zones as far as calling a, a harness race, and you've got uh, a little bit of a different situation at Hoosier Park. I mean, it's seven furlongs. There aren't really a whole lot of seven furlong uh, race courses out there. What are some of the, right. the tips and tricks that you use to, uh, to call races to kind of keep you remembering the horses, telling them apart? Well, one thing that at Hoosier Park that we have is uh, that has really been helpful uh, is the track system. And uh, prior to that, uh, prior to that, Hoosier Park was certainly the the toughest place I've ever called races at. Uh, with it being a seven eighth mile oval, uh, back when the uh, when the facility was designed, it was designed to be a five eighth mile track. And when Churchill came on board, they wanted to obviously have a thoroughbred racing as well, so they just uh, lengthened the lengthened the stretches uh, to a seven eighth mile oval, uh, and the uh, the the buildings basically remained in the, the same spot, which uh, made for a very long stretch and kind of a um, well a, a tough place to call uh, from the announcers booth at Hoosier. It is it is certainly a challenge and. And so that has been something that uh, that has been a, a real challenge until the uh, the addition of the track system, and and that has that has really helped tremendously. Uh, giving certainly gives me more confidence. Uh, top of the stretch is just a, a very difficult um, 
a point to uh, to see from my vantage point. And uh, with again with the tracking system, it, it certainly helps, and and, and again gives me uh, is able to give me a little bit more confidence in in my race call. Steve, one final question before we let you go. Now, Jamie McCumber, uh, who you know well, obviously won three sure. of our seven awards, and obviously you get the 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 next award for the state of Indiana, and it was you were calling Jamie's horse. And I guess the point of it is the state of Indiana has come so far in the sort of harness racing, and it's a relatively new program. The program of Indiana is really not all that old if you compare it to states like uh, Ohio and Michigan. And so can you tell us a little bit how you know, the extended game to the state of Indiana? Well, you're right. Uh, the uh, the Indiana program, um, gosh, uh, it only began back in, uh, well, as far as the, uh, the program as we know it today, uh, back in the uh, mid mid nineties or so. And, and, uh, it has grown by leaps and bounds. Um, and I give a lot of that credit to the, to the breeders, uh, not only of Indiana, but to the, the breeders that have, uh, invested in the Indiana program from outside of the state, of course. Um, the, um, seem like seemingly like uh, the program really took off back, uh, around 2010 or so soon after the, uh, the slots were introduced at the at the racetracks, and uh, the um, prices for the yearlings started to move upwards. As a result, the breeders were able to uh, to reinvest that money and uh, buy quality mares. And uh, of course, uh, it's just a it's just a it's a uh, cyclical thing. Uh, I shouldn't say a cyclical thing, but um, um, obviously the, the better stock. Uh, makes for better racing and makes for uh, horses like, uh, well, Handle or Handover, Always Be Mickey, Freaky Feet Pete, uh, then, of course, Beckham Z-Tam, a $50 bill. And uh, horses like that have really uh, really put us on the map. And uh, in just a few short years, I think, uh, hopefully, uh, uh, folks are starting to take note in the, the quality of stock that we have in Indiana. Listen, we certainly appreciate joining. Uh, always can't wait to hear your voice come Hoosier Park season on me. Just a great, great announcer, an award well-deserved. Congratulations, my friends. Now, hold on. Carter's going to get some information from you so we can get you sure. some hardware. Thank you. All right, that was the voice of Hoosier Park, Steve Cross. One more award to give away, and it's the 2017 Race Fan of the Year, the Ted Barnkus race and of the year presented uh, by our good friends at Millstream Farm. But, uh, uh, and uh, we're going to let Mike do that. Uh, when we come back, we'll uh, post time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. Millstream Farm would like to congratulate all the Post Time with Mike and Mike award winners and nominees. Millstream has two locations. In the heart of the Garden State, New Jersey, Millstream Farm is a pristine 76-acre preserved horse heaven, and in the bluegrass region of Kentucky, Millstream has been breeding and raising standardbreds for over 20 years. We would like to thank everyone who viewed, bid, and bought our yearlings at the 2017 Harrisburg Sale, and we look forward to seeing all of our graduates in the Circle. Catch the latest Millstream news and events on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or log on to MillstreamFarms.com. 
Join us for the Kentucky Sire Stakes, a month-long series of preliminary races for two- and three-year-olds, Colts, Phillies, Pacers, and Trotters. Both two- and three-year-olds will be racing for three lanes at a $30,000 split guarantee. Series begins on Thursday, August 16, 2018, and culminates with $250,000 finals on Sunday, September 17, 2018. There's an estimated $4.5 million in overall purse money on the line. the line. Also new in 2018, $50,000 consolation races, which will be held on Saturday, September 16th, 2018. For more information, visit khrc.ky.gov. That's khrc.ky.gov or call 888-KY-BRIDS. Are you interested in learning more about owning standard bread racehorses? Do you want to experience the excitement of driving a standard bread? Owning a racehorse is a -a once-in-a-lifetime experience and not as difficult as you may think. The United States Trotting Association wants to help make your ownership dreams a reality. Contact a member of the Ownership Concierge team by email at owners at ustrotting.com or by calling 877-800-8782, extension 5555. Now at Bet America, every track is a bonus track. Earn rewards points for every wager you make on every track. We also offer more points for all exotic wagers. And don't forget about our weekly promos. Check our calendar to see how you can earn double points on featured tracks and races. Sign up for Bet America today to start earning points and get up to a $400 bonus with our new 200% deposit match. See our website for reward points, state restrictions. Thank you for being part of the 2017 Breeders' Crown at Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. Together, we witness the greatest harness racing athletes in the world buy for $6 million and solidify their place in Breeders' Crown history. We would like to offer our sincerest congratulations to the 2017 Breeders' Crown champions. Join us for the 2018 live harness racing season. 160 days of the country's best harness racing action. Visit HoosierPark.com for more information on the upcoming live racing season. We're back on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Mike Bozich, along with Mike Carter. Mike, we just uh, gave out the 2017 Sam McKee Post Time with Mike and Mike race call of the year to Steve Cross from Hoosier Park with the Beckham ZTAM upset in the uh, Breeders' Crown last season at Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. That award, of course, presented to us by our good friends at the Kentucky Sire Stakes. But, uh, Mike, before we get to our next and final award, let's talk just for a second about who the award was named after. And I know we've talked about them plenty, both on and off the air uh, over the last year, and pretty much a lot uh, over our announcing lives, because it was a guy that was obviously very, very instrumental, getting the both of us going, getting a lot of people going in this industry. Uh, and that, of course, uh, was the great Sam McKee. And I, I got to tell you, Mike, not a day goes by that I don't think about him, and especially – when you get to award shows and big shows like these, because, you know, doing a lot of production work, you, you hear Sam's voice an awful lot. And it, uh, it certainly gets you remembering. 
Yeah, you know, I was telling Kate uh, a couple of weeks ago. I was calling the races at Northfield, and there was a horse that I couldn't, I could not, for the life of me, figure out how to pronounce this horse's name. So I Googled it, and the very first video that popped up was a video at the Meadowlands, and I looked at her with probably the whitest face I've ever had, and said, "How much you want to bet Sam McKee is calling this race?" And I clicked <laughs> on it. Now, mind you, it was a race from like four years ago. Okay, so what are the chances of me stumbling upon a race at the Meadowlands that Sam McKee is calling? And uh, I click on it, and sure enough, who's calling the race? Sam McKee. And uh, you know, yeah. I, you know, he's helped he helped me uh, continue to help me from uh, uh, beyond the grave, uh, so to speak, a little bit. And uh, you know, I got to tell you, man, not a day goes by I don't think about him. I still have the old text messages from him. Gabe and I uh, kind of reminisce over those. Uh, it'll be, uh, it, it's uh, you know, one thing uh, I don't think any of us in the harness racing world uh, don't uh, don't really think about, or excuse me, don't really not think about. And, and you know what, Mike? The last thing in the world that Sam would want would be an award named after him. <laughs> you know that would be the last thing in the world that <laughs> I'm Sam would want. Work but, uh, thanks to you. But you know what? Sorry, Sam. That just how it's going to be. And and uh, you know, listen. This race call of the year award is yours for as long as we're here. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, Mike, you've got the vote totals for uh, the uh, Sam McKee Race Call of the Year presented by our good friends at the, the Kentucky Sire Stakes. Why don't you let us know? All right. Uh, Steve Cross, obviously the winner with Beckham Z-Tam's call, 185 votes. Barry Vicroy, the Jim Ewart Memorial, uh, 87 votes. Jim Baviglia received 45. Ayers Ratliff was second with 126. Pete Medhurst was uh, there with 35. And Joe Zambito had 120 uh, votes uh, in that category. So another competitive one there, Mike. One of our, and it is our last award that we're going to be giving away in this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. It is the Ted Barkus Race Fan of the Year Award presented uh, by our good friends at Millstream Farm. And Mike, Ted Barkus, uh, for those, and I would venture to say a lot of people don't know who Ted Barkus is, but uh, back in 2016, was it uh, 15? It was two years back, I believe. 2015, yeah. That uh, it was our first annual award show, right, Mike? Yeah, he was uh, he was nominated for the award and uh, passed away. I believe it was um, maybe two or three days before the show uh, went on the air. Um, it was uh, really late um, in the week. Uh, we were getting ready. We were prepping for the show, getting ready for all the votes and things of that sort, and. Then uh, we uh, we found out that uh, he had passed away and decided, you know what, this is a uh, this is a uh, award that needs to be named after him, and uh, it will forever be until uh, until we uh, we get kicked out of the uh, air chair. Absolutely, and uh, Ted Marcus was uh, a big racing uh, fan. Uh, a lot of a lot on the Ferris circuit, Mike. I mean, he really wasn't an avid gambler, but just a guy that really loved the horses, loved to be around the horses. Used to go to the Little Brown Jug in Delaware, Ohio, uh, for a long, long time. Got to be friends with uh, a lot of the particular horsemen. There, one in particular, Stacy Ruddick, and uh, you know, she was able to kind of write. Uh, something if you go back and, and google it it uh, was on all the harness racing websites all the harness racing news websites uh, at the time kind of the history of uh, ted barkus so this award is named after him ted rest in peace buddy uh, we certainly uh we certainly appreciate uh everything from a fan's point of view that you did for the sport of harness racing and as we mentioned in the open the race fan of the year perhaps the most important 
Award of the Year because without race fans, Mike, uh, I'll tell you what, we certainly uh, would not be sitting here. So uh, without further ado, let's uh, kind of give the open for the 2017 Ted Barkas Race Fan of the Year presented by our good friends at Millstream Fund. Christine Sernison, and here is one final look at the nominees for the 2017 Post Time with Mike and Mike, Ted Barkas Race Fan of the Year, presented by Millstream Farm. Nathan Bain, Garnet Barnsdale, Doug Martin, Russ Adams, Tom Dubrick, and Tammy Jackson. The runner-up for the race fan of the year is Garnet Barnsdale. And the winner of the 2017 Ted Barkas Race Fan of the Year, presented by Millstream Farm, is Tom Dubrick. And there it is, our good friend from Indiana. Boy, the state of Indiana has absolutely had a field day tonight, and it continues right here with the 2017 Ted Race Fan of the Year, Tom Dubrick. Tommy, welcome to the show, buddy. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. I'm deeply honored. Thank you, you and Mike, for all your hard work. Well, I got to tell you, Tom, you know what? It's social media, and you know this. Uh, from being on social media a lot, and I think Carter and I and everybody who's on social media quite a bit realizes how much of a negative place it can be at times. And I'll tell you what, Tom, you have risen above that. I mean, nearly every one of your posts very positive about the sport. And uh, listen, we really appreciate that uh, from the bottom of our hearts. But Tom, tell us a little bit about yourself. How'd you get started? How, how'd you become a race fan? What about harness racing grabbed you? You know, my case is so unique. I couldn't share it in three minutes. But, you know, I, I came from a big family in Chicago. And, you know, at a young age, I met the Carey family. Uh, my father was a mutual clerk on the side. We had six children. I don't know how we all went to private schools in college. But my dad worked hard, including at nights at the racetracks which was a side job. I worked for Goodyear 26 years. And I had two sisters at home, and they built a mall near our house. And I didn't like to go to the mall with my mother and sisters. It was like every weekend. And my father started taking me to Aurora Downs as early as 1970. And then as I got older, I started going to the track more and more. And I took the CPA exam. My first job out of college was in Lexington, which was really horse country in the 80s. You're talking 82. And one of my first clients was veterinarians, a couple of veterinarians. Dr. John Cummins was a good friend of mine and his father, Alvin. And I had a lot of friends that had horses, and not only do tax work, but everybody I knew liked horses and liked going to the races, and it stayed with me. Uh, and I owned I own some horses with Jackie Gray in Lebanon, Kentucky, who won two sire stakes this year. And eventually I took a job with a guy who had an Illinois bred stakes winner and a super night winner. In Central Illinois, running his company as, a, as first as controller and general manager, and then you know I became more acquainted with that crowd, which was largely Central Illinois people, and then of course the horseman races in Chicago. 
But I always liked the horses, and I always just stayed with it. In just years, I maybe wavered a little bit because of family and business and travels and young children and children in college. And, you know, for a few years, my mother was sick. I didn't like to go too far, but I did make it to the Meadowlands and a number of tracks. And for that, I'm grateful, and you guys, for what you do. Now, Tom, uh, obviously, uh, we see a lot out at uh, Hoosier Park, and uh, you, you promote the sport of harness racing out at the out at Hoosier Park, and we got to see and kind of talk with you a little bit at the Breeders' Crown. What drives you uh, when you're out there at the racetrack? I think they're the athletes and the true professionals, and I'm telling you, these people are true professionals, from Jamie McCumber to Steve Cross to you guys to the trainers, the drivers, they may not be the most athletic people in the world. I mean, you look at, just look at the teacher family. They come all shapes and sizes. They're some of the nicest people and professionals you could ever find, more so than football players or NASCAR drivers. These people are incredible, including your drivers at Northfield, Mike. I watch Merriman and Ron Ryan almost every night, and the, the Chester drivers, Mike, and the people that go to Pocono. These people are clean every night. They parade. They work hard, they get cold, they get wet, and they just keep driving on. Tommy Dubrick, one final question before we let you go. As a racing fan, and as a fan, obviously, for a long time, and you've seen kind of where harness racing has gone over the last 15 or 20 years, what does the harness racing industry have to do? to appeal to the race fan, to win some of these race fans that they've lost to other forms of competition? What does harness racing have to do better? I think they got to take away novel ideas, and I think it's time for a focus group. I personally believe, I want to answer your question properly, focus on the races, the people, the athletes, the horses, the story, whether they're foiled again or great drivers, or Jimmy Tactor needs a story and a life work. I tell Tim Tietrich all the time, somebody's got to write his book, I'll write it, and I'll go on the road with it. Uh, they need to do that and quit focus on, I don't want to say little betters, every better is important, but get away from 10-cent bets. And I'm a big fan of the high five. Focus on 20-cent bets, dollar quinellas, dollar doubles, rolling doubles. And they don't have to be better. You know, Peter Galassi, who I know you know, told me one day, they marketed it running aces. Everybody that came in the door spent $28, whether it was on a beer or prime rib or $2 bets, and I think that's important. The support is fine. There's too much negative, and I refuse to participate. Well, you got to be positive. Yeah, there's problems, but they can be addressed. you got a great USDA president, some great commissioners, and some people that are dedicated. I know we all can overcome, and that's why I can't waste my time with negativity. This sport's going to grow. People are leaving the NFL. And maybe the NBA. We just got to grab them and find them. Good stuff, Tom. Good stuff. And and like I always said, I mean, I was hooked at a very young age, the very first time I've ever seen a harness race. And I'm going to tell you what, if it can happen to me, it can happen to anybody. We've got an, I agree 100%. We've got a good product. We've got exciting racing out there. I think we just have to share it and, and uh, get people to know about it. Well, Tom, listen, I really appreciate you joining us, my friend. Congratulations on the uh, 2017 Ted Barkas Race Fan of the Year Award uh, presented by our good friends at Millstream Stable. And we want you to hold on because Mike Carter is going to get some information to, to send you some hardware, my friend. And uh, well, I'm sure we'll see you, you on you. Facebook as time goes on. And all the previous winners. You guys do great work in Bet America also. All right. Hold on, Tommy. All right. That was all right. Mike, you, Mike, you better go grab him before he hangs up. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Hold on one sec. I'll be back. Uh, 
All right, that's Mike Carter. He's going to get some information to uh, get some harder out to Tom Dubrick. Uh, and it looks like that this uh, – and, uh, yeah, he did hang up, Mike Carter. <laughs> I, I said, hey, Tom, congratulations, buddy, and poof, he was gone. So uh, we'll have to reach out to him and get, uh, get uh, his well, address. But, uh, you know what? We know where he's at, Mike. He's always on Facebook, so I don't think we'll have to – we're not going to have to hunt uh, too far and long to uh, to find a good friend. But, you know, Tom makes some good points. You know, it's it's so important. It's so important, Mike, to get the views and vantage points from the racing fan about things because, you know – we see things, I think, a lot differently than perhaps a lot of people who are on the other side of the curtain, so to speak. And, and Mike, we, we can't get their feedback enough, in my opinion. I completely agree with that statement. You know, you've got to learn from your customers. I think that's how business works nowadays is they have to learn uh, from their customer base. Uh, you see chains and like restaurants and stores and businesses, they change things constantly. And it's most of the time it's because they're listening to the people who shop or do business there. And I think, uh, you know, Harness Racing does a uh, – a decent job of that, you know, if something uh, is broken, we got to try to fix it. And, uh, you know, if that's takeout, if that's, you know, the photo finish camera doesn't work, even down to like, and you should know this, I mean, you're, you were a manager out at Hazel Park, you know, even down to the small customer issues, like a hot dog being bad or what have you, <laughs> you know, know we got to bring yeah. up the hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I'm just I'm just saying, you know, I, I got to think, you know, we have to make sure that we reach out to our customer base and, uh, you know, make sure that they're taken care of here here. We're going to take uh, one final time out when we come back, Mike, uh, we're going to do the vote totals because uh, we certainly have to do that for the race fan of the year. Plus, uh, Mike, you know, one thing we didn't do this show, you know, we and once again, it's kind of a blur because you get into it and, uh, you know, we're worried about a lot of different things, but. I don't think we really give a lot of kudos to our fantastic presenters. Yeah, I, I, I have to agree with that. Uh, you know, Mike Tanner, Jason Settlemore, uh, Joe Corey. Um, I'm trying to remember them all off the top of my head. How do you like that? Christine uh, Turnison from uh, Team JC Stables uh, and Mill Stream Farm. Jennifer, Jennifer Starr uh, was another one. Yeah, They all took time out to uh, record these. We certainly appreciate them uh, taking time out of their days. Um, I know when I talked to Jason Settlemore, he's still in Ohio. He's on vacation, and uh, he took some time out. So uh, we're thankful for that. But uh, thanks to all the presenters. Thank you to the fans. And uh, we'll thank you uh, some more when uh, when we come back. Yeah, Mary Jo Reinheimer, too. We certainly can't forget her. And we can't forget Ben. Did Whoops. you hear Ben? Ben, I did. I did. We did hear Ben, and Ben did a great job as well. Ben is, uh, you know, Ben's getting it to be a part of the team. Not a paid part of the team, but, but a part of the team. Listen, he, he works about like Kate for 50 cents on the dollar. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right, we're gonna wrap this thing up. So uh, we better, uh, we better. Don't, uh, don't, don't, don't we, we, we listen. We can't start talking about pay in front of them because I know they're both listed. So we're gonna have to, uh, (laughs) you know, gonna have to put that on the X night. We'll be right back after this on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Millstream Farm would like to congratulate all the Post Time with Mike and Mike award winners and nominees. Millstream has two locations. In the heart of the Garden State, New Jersey, Millstream Farm is a pristine 76-acre preserved horse heaven, and in the bluegrass region of Kentucky, Millstream has been breeding and raising standardbreds for over 20 years. We would like to thank everyone who viewed, bid, and bought our yearlings at the 2017 Harrisburg Sale, and we look forward to seeing all of our graduates in the West. 
Winner's Circle. Catch the latest Millstream news and events on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or log on to millstreamfarms.com. Have you played Harness Racing's hottest new game? Often pacing allows you to build and manage a stable of horses. Race at real-life racetracks and list real drivers. Buy, sell, and claim horses. Start a breeding operation and breed a champion. And compete against your friends in the entire Often Pacing community. Often Pacing is available at the Google Play Store and on the App Store. For more information, follow them on Twitter or on Facebook at Off and Pacing. Jonas, Christine, and the rest of Team JC Stables would like to congratulate all of the post time with Mike and Mike award winners and nominees. Trainer Jonas Cernison specializes in trotters, from conditioned horses to Grand Circuit superstars. Team JC is located conveniently in Allentown, New Jersey at White Birch Farm. Follow Team JC on Facebook, or for more information, email info at teamjc.net. Thank you for being part of the 2017 Breeders' Crown at Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. Together, we witness the greatest harness racing athletes in the world buy for $6 million and solidify their place in Breeders' Crown history. We would like to offer our sincerest congratulations to the 2017 Breeders' Crown champions. Join us for the 2018 live harness racing season. 160 days of the country's best harness racing action. Visit HoosierPark.com for more information on the upcoming live racing season. All right, back live on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. And Mike, I'll tell you what, one of the hottest winter destinations, as far as your handicapping dollar especially is concerned, is at the Meadowlands. Mike, over the last couple of nights uh, of live racing at the Meadowlands, we're back to full fields, very competitive races, uh, and an attractive wagering menu, Mike. I completely agree, especially their super high five. If you see my high five, play it every time. I don't care if it's a $100 ticket. No, uh, if you haven't been out to the Meadowlands uh, Racing and Entertainment as of late, they've got a fantastic facility out there. Food is great. The tellers are super nice. And, you know, like you said, it's uh, it's kind of the winter destination. If you go up on the roof like we were uh, for the uh, Breeders' Crowd, we, um, Mike, uh, we had the uh, heaters going up there. They actually gave us a heater yeah. uh, to work with. So, you know, they take care of their customers. They do a fantastic job, and uh, they make things uh, really exciting. Well, once again, Mike, uh, congratulations to all of our award winners, all of our runners-up, all of our nominees, uh, and even the ones that didn't make the final cut. I mean, a lot of deserving winners out there, Mike, and hats off to all of them. Special thanks to our sponsors. Special thanks to uh, our presenters, Mike. Our presenters answered the bell. They did, I'll tell you what, they just did really, really good work, and obviously we taped them a couple of days ahead of time. And, Mike, I got to tell you, some real pros out there. I know Christine Zernes and boy, she was nervous and, and she went through it. Mary Jo Reinheimer went through it. She says, Oh, I'm going to, it's going to take me three or four or five takes to get this. We're going to be sitting here all day. I hit the record button and she just flew through it. Joe Cor all just, just, I'll tell you what seasoned veterans behind the microphone, so to speak, Mike. Yeah, they all sounded uh, fantastic. It was, uh, it was nice that I recorded Mike Tanner and Jason Settlemore. Both of them went three, 
two, one, and without me even plugging them, I just said, go ahead, and they went right to it. I said, well, okay, I don't have to do any of that. They uh, they made my job a lot easier, and, you know, that that's, uh, you know, part of the sport of harness racing. Uh, everybody kind of comes together to help. Um, we're thankful that everybody comes together to help because it takes a lot uh, to put this on. And, uh, you know, a lot more than you think. Uh, of course, you know, we're running music and social media and, you know, trying to make sure the right person's calling in when and trying to make sure we get mailing addresses. There's there's a lot that goes into the uh, behind the scenes of this thing. But uh, without the without the help of our presenters, uh, I remember the first year we did this, we were trying to present the awards ourselves, do social media, run the music. I tell you what, I think I uh, needed about four drinks after that show. That uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I think I think it was a uh, that was that was a long night. That's for sure. No question about it. And a special thanks to uh, Melissa Keith as well from Rushua Canada. Boy, she just does a fantastic job of helping us on the tweet deck. She is, uh, tell you what, her contribution to the sport of harness racing is immeasurable. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And uh, each and every week, and, you know, my, mind you, we don't pay – um, we don't pay, uh, you know, for her to do that. You know, there's no, ad, you know, we don't do any of that stuff. And she just comes right out and does it on her own. And we certainly appreciate, uh, appreciate her, uh, doing that. And, uh, you know, that's one thing about, uh, the sport of harness racing. We have people like Melissa Keith, Garnett Barnesville, those guys who they come out and they help us. And, you know, we try to take care of everybody that, uh, that we can, that we can, that's for sure. But, uh, you know, she does all that on her own time. We certainly appreciate, uh, Mel and M- Mel sent us a private message earlier. No, I won't be 45, but, um, I will be uh, 30 years old on, uh, on January 11th. And we're actually going to have a show that day, Mike, uh, on my birthday. So we have to throw a birthday party that day. A birthday bash for Mike Carter. That's right. Uh, make checks payable. Well, Mike will give you the address on that particular day. We'll see how we'll see how many checks come flying your way. Well, Mike, it has been a blast. This show, I it's one of the quickest shows of the year. I don't know where the time goes. The uh, show closes rolling, my friend. Anything else? No, I think that'll do it uh, for Mike Bozich and for all of our presenters at our award winners. We certainly appreciate you joining us. We'll see you back here next Thursday, first post, 1030. Good night, everybody.